Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport podcast roundup. It's a not the busiest weekend in the world, but we do crown two world champions, one on two wheels, one on four wheels, which we'll come on to in a moment. Uh, but before we go on any further, we want to Firstly, pay our uh, deepest condolences to the Gibbs family, who were um, unbelievable. Corey Gibbs, 49 years of age, all the, uh, all the stuff that he's involved in and, and passed away, sadly, in his sleep uh, last night, just after his son, Ty Gibbs, won the, yeah, uh, won the... Infinity Crown, which is, which the, is incredible. Yeah, the whole, you know, Joe Gibbs, you know, he was a, he was a co-director of Joe Gibbs Racing, his father, of course. And there's you know, three generations of, of Gibbs families were celebrating Saturday night. But, you know, the, the, the young 20-year-old Tide won the Xfinity Championship, which is like the Formula 2, you know, of NASCAR. And he's already racing in, in the Cup Series, the, the top series. Uh, and, you know, it's just, you know, of course, you know, Joe Gibbs was a Hall of Fame um, American football. Uh, so he, he got he earned his money then, but became this racing fan that created uh, this great, huge Joe Gibbs racing and Coy actually raced until about five or six years ago. You know, Coy was racing for the team himself in the Xfinity. And then his son came in, the young Ty. Of course, you know, they had a controversial week. The week before the final, Ty pushed his teammate into the wall to win a race and uh, got a lot of booing by the crowd. So, uh, you know, Coy himself had been almost apologising for his son and got carried away and he's learning his lessons. So, there's been a, you know, the build-up would have been this controversial week. And then for him to pass away, after he won the time, it's just it's just terribly tragic for the family. I tell you so what, life is precious, isn't it? I mean, I don't want to yeah. start on too much of a downer, but it is, you've got to try and enjoy every moment. Yeah. It's all about balance, but you've got to try and enjoy every moment. Um, so our yeah. condolences to the Gibbs family. Like you say, a Indeed. legacy of, of uh, yeah. racing there. Um, we're going to go. We're going to before we go on to talk about these world champions, uh, we're going to have a bit of a, a news roundup. What's going in on the in the news? In the news today. In the news today. So guess, guess who's in the news this week again? Oh, Christian Horner, just just drop it. Let please. it go. Uh, I mean, I know that you know technically, obviously, there's been a leak, and, and I think all the teams had agreed that this must be kept secret. I think that was a part of why he's complaining. So I think all the teams, when the, the cost cap was written. Um, said to the FIA, well, any debates must be completely confidential within the FIA. So he's got a point. He but, has got a point. I guess. But the but point they... is that, that he's won, it's all over. And in a way, he's won all these championships. You know, does he really need to... You won't find he leaked it. I mean, it's going to be someone and someone and someone. Well, you, and it's like the government might. leaks. Everything's leaked, isn't it? There's nothing. The whole of politics is built on leaks. Um, so it could be someone that left the FIA. I mean, you know, but does it really matter? They do find who leaked it. Um, like you said, he's got two world championships. I mean, if anyone should be bitter, it should be the other teams, really, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let it go. Anyway, anyway. Worthy but just for his own, for his own image. Don't yeah. mind going over the cost cap. <laughs> I'm sorry, Red Bull fans, I had to say that. Um, what else uh, is going on there? The drivers and the teams are congregating in Las Vegas. So that's going to be a big. Um, well, they, well, they're doing PR. What before? Yeah, loads of PR. I saw, yeah, I saw uh, Hamilton doing some donuts. That's this week. That was live action from Vegas. Was I saw a tweet? I don't know if it was last week or week yeah, before. Yeah, it was over the weekend, and uh, they were doing donuts and driving through casinos and and all that uh, lovely stuff. So that was um, quite interesting. And talk about <laughs> razzmatazz. 
So we've already got Drive to Survive, which, to be honest with you, with what happened last year, I think a lot of people didn't even bother tuning in because it was uh, uh, maybe a Hollywood ending, but not a fan yes, ending. No. And talking of Hollywood, Brad Pitt, what do you think of the movie that he's doing about Formula One? I hope, if it's done, and I'm, I think it's been in the making now, but I hope it's consistent because as good as Ford versus Ferrari was, it was so naff, some of the car driving scenes. The racing stuff, yeah. But the great thing about, you know, the, the, the Ford thing was that the, the, it was a human element that made Ken Miles, and that's what made it such a success. It was the characters within it, whereas the racing footage was the usual over-the-top, you know, even like the Hunter Louder film, you know, it was the racing bit. Well, they changed down a gear, don't they, to overtake? That's all you're all over it. No, <laughs> on, the, no, no. on the mole sound straight. So, yeah. so I, don't, I don't even know... You know, what is is there even a rough storyline for this film? I haven't bothered to, to find out. Let us know below. I don't know. It's all. It's all... They can't. You know, they can't film with modern Formula One cars, and it's not as if you can go out there for ten weeks at a track somewhere and pretend you're racing. I don't. You know, because the Hunt Louder film, they could use old Formula One cars, which are usable, but these modern ones, you know, with their all computer complexity. So Actually, I don't know. So there'll be lots of, of computer graphics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There'll be there'll be too much CGI probably. And, yeah, I'm you not don't know. A lot of the time, you don't know. But, but let's have a look. Let's let's we'll we'll, we'll remain um, uh, on the fence. So on the we fence. look forward to our invites. The red, yeah, <laughs> love cars in two seats. Love cars, please. Premiere. We I love the film be, Lewis. I don't think it'd be by Red Bull, but we do. I mean, I like Red Bull. You like you like not the drink. I mean, I drink the, the stuff. I like the drink. Love the drink. <laughs> yeah, but um, and and there's no denying we'd never deny Max is a phenomenal driver. I've never. Your opinion, George? I was a huge fan of Red Bull. You know, in the in the back of the days when they were winning all the races and everything else, you know, it was it was great. In the first the first coming of Red Bull. I just don't like the whinging, the moaning. Just I know now. We're all also gone. negative you know, because you put a tweet on and uh, on. Typically, you put a tweet on and you're complaining about something. You don't typically put a tweet on to say, uh, "Oh, how good." Life is, but uh, maybe well, we like a year change. ago, I thought Toto Wolf was too full of his own boots, you know, a yeah. year or two ago when he was thumping that table, wasn't he, and complaining, you know, and almost Toto was annoying me more. But now, definitely, Christian's managed to go into the lead of the most most annoying team bosses, anyway. So, anyway, talking to Mario... Verstappen, Max Verstappen, um, he's talking about sprint races, not fan of more sprint races. I'm still on the fence with sprint races. What do you think? A bit of excitement, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, but I just think they've gone a little bit too long actually. A sprint race, 20 laps, isn't it? For a sprint race, or 20? Yeah, you really should be shorter. Yeah, I think it should be a little bit shorter. And I think, uh, which has changed now because they started off and who won, whoever got pole position, wherever they finished in the sprint race, that was their position, which wasn't the white right, the right way around. But they've changed that uh, now, which is which is good. So, no, it still will, but that, wherever they finish the sprint will be their grid position for the race yeah but that's what i mean they should change that to if you get pole you should have pole for the race oh i see oh, because if no. someone knocks you out in the sprint well i know i know anyway jeopardy Val valtry bottas has in a quote today that he said he'd like to stay on with audi i'm sure he'd flip him a like to stay on audi but audi don't you dare keep him yet for another four seasons earning 10 million pounds or 20 million pounds Yes, he's very good, but he's had his day. He's had his chances at Williams, at Mercedes. At... So please, please, out Who's going to get the, the last Haas seat, Tiff? I mean, we're assuming well, Williams... Uh, it just seems to be dusted. just Hulkenberg, Hulkenberg or Schumacher. It seems to be fairly set on neither of which excites me at all. I thought, you know, I'm not excited by, by Mike Mick having another year. I'm not excited by Hulk coming back, even though I like them both as drivers and racers. Same. Um, 
So yeah, and, I'm not sure. Bottas. Bottas to me is another Ricardo, <laughs> Ricciardo. I think they're both the same. They've been there, done that. And Felipe, he's a master. Felipe Massa, he was. They all hung around. They hung around, hang around for too long nowadays. But I'm sure you'd love to, Valtteri. But... Ricardo at least sells tickets. Bottas, I don't think does. No, I don't think he's got the no. fan base or the personality to yeah. attract people. So yeah. at least I can see the attraction with, with Daniel. Well, so, yeah, Ricardo. Uh, Mario. Isola, uh, the Pirelli boss, he's saying yeah. that um, he does he because talking about uh, the the tire blanket thing now. Where, where oh yes, are we going to get the tire blankets? So he's <laughs> saying, or oh, I'm really worried because there might be flat spots. There could be graining and a little crash. And no, get this, he said, and the first lap out of the pits will be slower. Well, I guess that's Oof. the whole point, isn't it? That's the whole point to 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 make it, it slower, to make it yeah. so the driver has to warm his tires up and. Yeah. And I think the point is that the, the drivers are all saying, you know, we'd all crash. Verstappen was saying they mustn't have it. And it was huge driver pressure because obviously they love it going out in nice hot tyres. Um, but it, the, the expense of it, all those blankets and all the extra fuss and bother. And the whole point is that the Pirelli would obviously make a different tyre if it happened. Because it was IndyCar, they all go out in cold tyres. I mean, I know the tracks are mainly in warmer climates most of the races, but they don't have any tyre warmers at all. And of course, they make a tyre where the first millimetre is a rubber that instantly, well, not instantly, but kicks in quicker. So it's not like going out on a modern uh, Pirelli, which isn't designed to start on the track, you know, at room temperature, as it were. So, you know, the tyres would be very different if the rule came in. And I think they should have kept going, because they were dropping it by, like, 20 degrees a year, weren't they, or something, with the promise that... I think it's down... Is it down to 70 centigrade now, I think? And they were, they were saying next year should be 50 degrees centigrade. Um, so I'm all for getting rid of that. Yes, another. Well. It's another driver age, and it's another thing that. Well, I, and I also, am. also, you know, less pit stops. I think anything that encourages, which is why I'd like less mechanics doing all the wheel change. I want a pit stop to be five no. seconds or ten no. seconds. Why? What's the difference? No, it's, because it's... then because to put you off diving in in a virtual safety car <laughs> yeah, and okay. gaining positions. Yeah. I want a pit stop to be more of a penalty. So you see, so you're better off staying out and yep. trying to as a driver use what you've got to get to the finish instead of, oh, virtual copy and we'll give you some new tires and you won't lose any places, you know. So I want to make a pit stop a bit more of a handicap. Yep, I, I get that. That's a good, very good uh, logic on that one. I get you on that. So in <laughs> other news, um, have you got any more on Formula One? Because if not, I've got some other news for you. No, I'm, I'm out of news now. Right. Football, very super quickly. Had I'm not going to talk about football had the today. Had on yesterday. No, no, no. <laughs> no, let's move on very quickly. Yeah. Um, but I have this one on the news. So are you going to pay $8 to keep your Twitter, Twitter blue check? Well, you're not. I mean, no, I'm not. You're outraged. You're outraged. Well, it hasn't no, happened not. yet, has it? It hasn't it is, happened ha yet. It's happening. It's happening. Is it? They've announced the, the cost. And no, anyone who's going to... I am not very quick. I'm not outraged. <laughs> you're just not paying it. It's just uh, very simple. <laughs> it took me about 20 years to get a flipping tick. And now, you know... <laughs> and then we'll both get it on Instagram and then it'll both go they'll charge on that as well not oh, bothered well. Uh, right, don't talk about football or ticks All right. let's get on to MotoGP let's we talk about one other to... thing because you've got some top oh, yes? secret filming today can you tell us any more about that no okay top secret wait watch his face MotoGP <laughs> <laughs> he's going to kill me afterwards Fabio Guattararo <laughs> uh, the outgoing champion couldn't uh, win the race down in Valencia. Valencia, that was silly. Did you watch the mode? I think that circuit annoys me so much. It's a real classical. Why does it annoy you? 
But Why? it just twiddles around inside itself with about 10 hairpins. It's got no real fast corners. I think turn one's about the fastest corner. It's got masses of runoff. Um, overtaking difficult, even on bikes, you know, because there was never any straights long enough to get a move going and to get halfway up the inside before the next, you know, hairpin comes on you. So um, none did, of the races. I did see the um, the mind games on uh, qualifying. They're all literally pulling right off the track and trying to wave other people through. It was uh, quite, yeah. quite amusing. Yeah. But most races are the same in any discipline, isn't it? Then the final round there, you know, the final round should be an epic track and not yeah. not uh, not somewhere like a car park. With the yeah, but you can say that about Abu Dhabi. Do you think Abu Dhabi is an epic track? No, exactly. I wouldn't have it there either. It should be a traditional circuit, you know, one of the old circuits. One of the, you know, well, Brazil was always a good final. But you talk. The drama I'm, I'm going to get a parcel. You keep talking. The amount of dramas we had in Brazil. We're talking about you know Felipe Massa. Uh, losing a championship at the last quarter and that amazing battle last year between Lewis and um, Max. You know, it's a racing circuit, Brazil, and it's got heritage. And it's got a huge crowd of real enthusiasts, you know, packed around the circuit. So, yeah, going off to the, the deserts is not where I want to end my championships. Okay. But it's a, it's a good-looking circuit, and it's a big, bit of a party place, isn't it, uh, Abu Dhabi? Yeah. Which, um... Anyway, so MotoGP Valencia, yep. Fabio Quattararo had to concede his title. He battled so hard. He's a great character, Quattararo, but the poor old Yamaha was so slow in a straight line. Um, and he, he had to win virtually because Bagnaia, Bagnaia um, came back from what a 90-point deficit somewhere earlier in the season because he kept on crashing earlier on uh, to give the Ducati their crown. He only had to finish about 15th, I think, even if um, Quattararo won the race. So it was pretty much a cruise. I think Bagnai cruised around to about, finished about 8th, I think. But it was a great battle out front because Alex Rins, the last ever race for Suzuki's. I mean, it's, it seems so sad that they're gone. Wow. I mean, we're talking about, you know... That's it. So Suzuki, Adam GP now. Are out, but they won the last round. Rins has already won two races ago, I think. He had a win. And he bolted through off the grid and uh, and held the lead till the end. And uh, so it was a very impressive finale. But Brad Binder made the race. Because, again, it was fairly strung out after Quattararo was running back fourth. He wasn't going to win. And Bagnaia was cruising in about eighth or ninth. Um, but Brad Binder came through from about eighth on the grid and was held up by, by Bagnaia earlier on uh, and caught right onto the back of Rins for the last couple of laps and uh, couldn't quite make it. But uh, that's the KTM. He hasn't won this year. So it was, quite, it was an exciting race out front. Uh, it won't be the same without Suzuki, surely. I mean, I know they... I know we're going back to Barry Sheen, you know. We're yeah. talking about epic days gone by. And it's a, but Mark Marquez continued his comeback. Qualified third, but crashed out of the Honda. They desperately need to sort their chassis out for him. But I think it could be good next year, because I think if I think Yamaha have got a new engine coming up that uh, they're testing this week in Valencia. They'll stay down there to test. Um, so maybe Quattro have more power. Marquez has a better handling chassis then maybe the uh, hordes of Ducatis can be overtaken at last. Sadly, Cal Crutchlow uh, fell. He, he got back on, but he finished 16th. Um, so not a good day for Cal. And he's, what, it might be his last ever MotoGP race. He's only been a stand-in extra in the Yamaha uh, support team. And he hasn't got a ride for next year. But Cal, I mean, he's done a great job at substituting this for those last few races. But uh, it'd be a shame to see him not in MotoGP. Yep. Motor two, then um, again, it was sort of, it was going to be Augusto Fernandez to lose. Uh, Ayo Gura, uh, the Japanese kid who, of course, fell at the penultimate round, he was leading the championship and fell on the last lap out in Malaysia. 
Well, he fell again. He had to virtually win again. He was another one that had to win in order to win the title, but he dropped it on, what, the seventh lap, I think it was. Pushing so um, hard. So Fernandez then had the title in his pocket. He still chased his teammate right to the line, Pedro Acosta, our, our Moto G Moto3 champion from last year. And Acosta won there. He, he was the rookie champion this year. So the same team, the rookie champion and the champion champion. Two Spanish kids having fun in Valencia. So they were all pleased. There's, there's lots of Spanish, aren't there? Uh, riders, I know they've got an incredible one. number of yeah, bike riders, Spanish they, they seem to the right size and strength, sort of medium size and strong, and they have so much of a you know build up in the kindergartens, whatever you call it, the novice areas. They're racing so much racing in Spain on bikes. They love them. Because of course, you know, Isan Guevara won the uh, Moto Three title. So they, had, they had two champions. He was a couple of weeks ago. There was tied the year ago. To mention Jake Dixon, he had a quiet race. He qualified fifteenth. Jake had a bad qualifying weekend. Our only British Moto Two rider. And he always battles through. He got up to seventh, but he couldn't get... Normally, he comes from about fifth to the podium, but this time it was 15th to seventh. Are there any junior um, series in the UK? There must be, I guess. Do you know of any? We've got a, we've got a Moto. We have got a gym slowly growing, but, you know, they're, they're quite expensive, those little Moto3 bikes. You know, I don't know what they are, but they're quite a horrifying price. Um, but it is growing in Britain, the Moto3 category, um, but not really big enough. And I think the thing in Spain is that, that because they have the weather down there, these little kids are testing all through the winter. They're out there going around Valencia, you know, hundreds of laps a day. Um, whereas little Brits at home, whereas in cars you can go testing in the winter, is not too bad, but going out with a bike at Mallory Park in December, you know, when it's minus <laughs> one. So I think that's half the problem. It's a bit like, oh, 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 that doesn't work. Our climate doesn't help young riders get laps and time during the winter. Talking the Brits, John McPhee, of course, he's that was his last Moto3 race. He, he had a quiet weekend and he finished 11th. Um, and sadly, that's his last Moto race. They're talking about maybe doing Superbike sticks. I'm not sure where John's going. Uh, the two kids in the in the, in the WhatsApp team, Josh Watley was 26th, but Scott Ogden, he crashed out again. Uh, they reckon his mind scrambled after so much promise early on when he was qualifying 12th, 13th and was knocking on the door of the top 10. Um He's had a few disappointments and I think he needs a, a long Christmas at home and a reset. But they'll be back next year. Josh Watley and Scott Ogden both signed up with Vision Track to be back next year. So they're, they're, they, was, they're not moving even, up or anything. They're saying, staying no, like they're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're very rookies this year. Yeah. Uh, but the Moto3, is, none of the races were, in, again, because of the nature of the track. They weren't the usual, you know, mass-packed, overtaking Moto3 race that we see at so many other tracks. And in fact, there was, a really, there was a really good battle, actually, a proper race in a way. There's a breakaway at the front um, with Govera, the champion, already champion, being chased by Dennis Onchu, this Turkish kid who's got a twin brother, who actually sensationally won on his Moto3 debut at Valencia about four years ago. Uh, but his brother, um, Ton Onchu, something like that, he's doing superbikes at the moment. But anyway, so Dennis Onchu chased Govera all the way, but he actually sat right behind him for all the laps of the race until the last lap. So he thought he was going to have to leave it to the last lap. I think the lead changed three times in the last lap. But uh, Guevara came out of the last corner with extra grunt and uh, passed him before the line. So it was an exciting race, but not the usual pack racing that we expect to see in Moto3. Good stuff. So now's your moment, Tiff. We're going NASCAR. to NASCAR. We've been talking about yeah, this not, for 15 not the, weeks. Yeah, well, all right. But the four became one. The four <laughs> became one and Joey Logano was crowned uh, this year's NASCAR champion by uh, not just being the first finisher of the four that got through to the final shootout, but he actually won the race outright. So he won it in style. He'd been on pole position. He seemed to have the car to beat all weekend. Uh, so it was a bit of a, a damp squib. 
Um, Chase Elliott, the other sort of the second favourite, perhaps, he was pushed out by the third favourite, Ross Chastain, the controversial uh, mellow man, who, of course, did the wall of death, the, the penultimate round in order to get into the last four. Um, it wasn't, it was just that Chastain had a really good restart. You know, they're all rumbling around nose to tail those restarts. And he just looked to go inside um, Elliott. And Elliott moved down to block him. Uh, and Chastain decided he wasn't going to lift off, which was what NASCAR boys do. And so he turned him sharp left into the wall. So that put, uh, we didn't put him out of the race, Chase. He came back and straightened his suspension with a crowbar or something and went back out again. But in the handling, it was shot and he finished 28th. Um, so look, yeah, it looked like Ross Chastain might chase the guy. And then Christopher Bell, who won the last round in order to win through, he was having a really good run. He actually got up behind, I think, um, Lugano and him were running fourth and fifth with about, well, I don't know, about 100 laps to go. Uh, so he looked like he could be the main challenger. But then he had an awful pit stop, and so did Chastain as well. They both had like 10-second bad pit stops. His pit stops really mattered. The pit stops out there, I think they were, what, 10 seconds or something. And... Uh, was it 20? That's 10 or 20, one of the two. But anyway, uh, Christopher Bell had one that was like nine seconds slower. So he'd lost about five places before the restart. So he was uh, he was handicapped bad. In fact, one of his mechanics, I didn't like to... <laughs> when he put the wheel on, he got his finger caught in the wheel with a nut or something. I couldn't oh. quite understand. I know, I know. I was going, oh, no, don't, I don't want to know. They saw him sitting on the pit with a huge ice pack around his finger. Well, that's okay. But I think, it, I think if he, it was that bad, he would have been off in hospital, wouldn't he? So Yeah. But so poor um, Bell. I mean, Bell could have challenged, but didn't because he was, you know, he restarted about twelfth after that, dropped so many places. So you know, the pit crews. I mean, the pit crews are such a feature and such an important part of NASCAR teams. And it is those four guys: the guy with the, the guy with the trolley jack. I mean, I just love watching those pit stops because you can see each individual, and if one individual makes an error, you know, you lose in five, ten seconds. Yeah, I the get drama, it. I, the drama. The drama is there. I like the uh, technology that goes into a Formula One pit stop, how quick they can do it. You know, the fact they can do it around two seconds now with the with the heavier wheels and stuff. It's just, yeah. for me, phenomenal. But I, I understand what you're saying about the advantage of the luck of the safety car or virtual safety car. So, yeah, yeah I, I get I get that to make it more of a hindrance. So um, uh, and, and it's still going to be competitive to see how quick you can do it with with less people. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I get it. So that was great spectacle. There was a bit of a fire, but not much drama. A couple of spin-outs. There wasn't that, that much drama in the race. But, um, so I mean, towards the end, Ross done Chester, for the year? Finally. <laughs> I mean, Chester, Ross Chester was catching the lead, too, towards the end. So he was, he, well, there was a bit of drama in the end, but we thought he's never going to catch. He's never going to get there. Never going to quite catch up. All right, good stuff. So um, we're going to just quickly say what's coming up next week. I forgot to say in the news that um, the Caton 420s next year uh, yes. are going to be supporting... BTCC at Silverstone. How cool is that? That's really wow. good. They'll, they'll lap virtually the Which time. Silverstone? Uh, the the Grand Prix track. Main, oh, fantastic. That'll yeah. be epic. It is epic, isn't it? They'll lap the same sort of times as well. I think they'll probably lap the same times as the uh, the BTCC cars. I guess the BTCC cars will have a higher top speed and it's quite a, quite a slog around there. But um, that's pretty epic for Cato. I'm pleased there. There's some good. They've got Spa. They've got uh, uh, Silverstone again. Bruxton, of course, this year. So um, this is a, a next year. So it's a it's a packed uh, packed agenda there. And 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 your driver news? Uh, no, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be racing. Um, certainly not going to be doing a full season. I hope to do a race here and there, perhaps. So uh, if okay. we're lucky, or any other anyone else? Yeah, it doesn't have to be Caton. But Caton <laughs> is where my where my heart lies. But um, we, fact, we we're going to have a very busy year next year. Uh, Tiff and I. We've got a, 
uh, exciting project to to hopefully announce very soon, but uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Um, more short term. Next week is the Brazilian Grand Prix, of course, all the razzmatazz of uh, Sao Paulo. Fabulous um, racetrack, as I said already, in a proper racetrack where we've seen some fabulous races. I think I'm worried that the big hill, I don't think it's going to suit Mercedes accelerating up that hill. And I think the, the, the Red Bull is going to have the straight line speed. But wait and see. We'll wait and see. And wouldn't hope. it be lovely to have a six car race <laughs> next weekend or this weekend? I'm sorry. Wouldn't that be lovely if Mercedes were, were in the mix? It would be, uh, it'd be good for and all of Ferrari, us fans. Yeah, we could try and get that. And Ferrari, of course. Yeah, six cars. Yeah. Um, Japan yeah. World yeah. Rally Championship. Yeah. Um, all, it's all done and dusty, but it's always spectacular to watch. Bahrain, World Endurance, the last round of the World Endurance Championship. Because Formula One's got two more races. World Rally Championship, that's the final race. It's the final round of the World Endurance Championship. Where it's, we should have mentioned last week the reveal of that Ferrari that looks so stunning. Oh, I mean, yes. In Bahrain this weekend, all we've got is two Toyotas and two, two <laughs> Peugeots. And I don't know where the Alpine's going, but the Glickenhaus isn't. So it's a really depleted field. And, um, Thank you for the but, comment but on next somebody, year, somebody left a comment on the on our channel to say um, we didn't mention the Ferrari. Ticking quite us quite off. Rightly, absolutely, quite rightly too. That's but, you know, next year we've got you know Ferraris and Porsches and Cadillacs and it's just going to be pretty epic. I mean, book your ticket to Le Mans now because I think the comeback to Ferrari at Le Mans next year is going to be something special. And the world insurance sports guys is really going to lift off. Speaking of um, special, that shirt looks really nice. You look very smart. Oh, smart. Today. Today. Yeah, I'm important. Yeah, I'm filming us. Yeah, important day. And of course, World Superbikes, um, their penultimate round, where I think it looks like um, the Ducati, but Bagnaia is probably going to win that. But anyway, that's in Indonesia. It should be hot and full of thunderstorms and all sorts of drama. And sticky. It's their penultimate round. They've still got two rounds to go. So you're loads of action, big action. I do love Brazil because it's, you know, it's just epic. And it's, it comes to us in the evening, doesn't it? So it's quite a nice race yeah, to watch nice. in Glass the of red wine, fire yes. on. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Tiff, enjoy your day of filming whatever it is. I'm, uh, yes, I good. can't believe yeah. you're not even going to tell well, me what you're talking about. No, I can't. I don't know what I'm doing, really. I've just been summoned, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Could watch be leaked, this, you Watch know. your space and watch that shit. Yeah. And, uh, I might thanks. have to say goodbye to you you know move up in the world you, know, you never know what happened <laughs> thanks as always for joining cheers everyone see you next right. week cheers, cheers. bye tiff we forgot something what else is coming it's... up this weekend and it's a one of the best oh, races of, course. of the year race of remembrance absolutely which mission you did motorsport. last year on occasion mission motorsport yes of course and best to like all those i hope the weather gets a bit better for you going to angles <laughs> This weekend, but you're all stars. Everyone else, a very important thing, a good call. Got well a remember, Paul. I've got a few mates that are doing it as well, so uh, good luck to them. I think Charlie Lowe might be doing it. Certainly David Rook in a caterum, so uh, good luck, boys, and uh, good luck to everybody participating. Brilliant, brilliant race. Cheers. Cheers.